and welcome back to the Prism Podcast. My name is Sydney Lish, but you can call me Sid. After five years of mentoring thousands of people as a wellness entrepreneur, I figured it was time to create a one-stop shop for you to find all things business advice, health and wellness, success principles, creating legacy income, tangible tips, motivation, and more. The Prism Podcast captures a full spectrum of all the information you need to actualize your excellence. So let's go. Welcome back to the Prism Podcast, everybody. Today, we have a very special guest and a dear friend of mine, Erin Naney. Uh, She is really such a badass. She is an accomplished business owner. She's a wife and a mom of four beautiful children. Her family is incredibly beautiful. And she started her entrepreneurial journey actually at the very young age of 21 years old. She's had 16 years of experience. Um, She opened her first location 16 years ago in the spray tanning space. Now she actually owns a med spa and she's really turned that one company, that one business into a successful multi-location seven-figure company. And she is so passionate about empowering women, um, teaching entrepreneurs to really tap into their power and to accomplish their dreams um, and really break down any barriers that, you know, may be stopping them from designing the life that they want to live. So this podcast is so inspiring, so incredible. Again, without further ado, we have Erin Naney. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Prism Podcast. I'm so excited to have Erin Naney with me today. And we got connected, gosh, it's probably been like three or four years at this point um, that we've that we've known of each other. And what I think is hilarious, I was thinking today, we've actually never met in real life. Um, like, we have it, we have it. <laughs> oh, I don't think so, which is nuts. But I, I've watched you over the past years just completely thrive in female entrepreneurship and just in entrepreneurship in general. Um, So I'm super excited to have you on the podcast today and just pick your brain and have a great conversation. So I would love if we could start with, you know, who you are, um, what you have created in your life and what you have going right now. And then we're going to just dive into all the, all the good questions. All right. Well, I am a mom of soon to be five. Never thought I would say that. I'm also um, a wife and a business owner and a leader, and I currently um, have eight locations here, uh, brick and mortar locations here in San Diego. Uh, Mm -hmm. Started with one, dream was to get to where I am today, and um, can thankfully say that now I have eight and I'm kind of where I always hope to be. Um, So just recently, last week actually, I added two new locations, so I'm knee deep in digging into those and turning them around and making them great again. Um, but that's kind of what I've been up to lately. Um, really working on getting those to be, you know, at the standard that we have. Yeah. And you, the two new locations you opened up, is that the med spa or are those more tanning places? Um, so we added two, we acquired two new locations of the tanning franchise. So they were um, owned by somebody else and we took them over and are going to Turn those suckers around. That's amazing. And you got started at a really young age. I think you were like 21 or something when you got started in business. How how did you go from, because I, I remember a little bit of your story from a conversation that we had years ago, but how did you go from like a 21-year-old with no experience in business to now having a seven-figure business and eight different locations? 
Yeah. So um, as crazy as it seemed, entrepreneurship was not trending at the time. So we're talking almost 17 years ago. Um, and I was in a job that could have been my forever career and I wasn't surrounded by entrepreneurs. My parents are entrepreneurs and I lived in a household essentially that you went to college and after that you had a career and that's what you did for the next 45 years of your life. Um, and as I sat behind this desk and what stands out to me the most is I love people. I love being outside. I love seeing the sunshine. And what stands out to me is that the only glimpse of sunshine I would get all day was the skinny little window across the office in my boss's office. And um, it started weighing on me that like this wasn't for me. But if that wasn't for me, then what was? And as I mentioned, it was very different than now. I think that, you know, now you would have you know, we're in the climate of we can do anything and go after it and you can, you know, start your passion into a business. It was not like that. And so um, I do say that I think I was an entrepreneur from birth. I was the girl standing on a Saturday afternoon with my lemonade stand by myself. Uh, you know, so I've always had this like passion and drive for business. Um, but I didn't really know what that meant. So essentially it happened in a crazy way, but I was getting ready for my 21st birthday, walked into a tanning salon and was like, I love the energy of the music, the smells, the girls. I love helping people make, I love helping people feel their best. And so from that, I, you know, had this crazy idea of I should open one of these and, um, dove all the way in and, the grace of it is being 21 years old, all the things that probably would have been roadblocks today, I didn't have. I was fearless. I was ready and I knew that I wanted um, to really go after this. So I dove all in and my family was thought I was crazy and you know made a mockery of me and that was okay. And quickly, very quickly, did I learn that business is not easy. It is not made for the faint of heart and um, you know, less than a year after opening, I dealt with the 2008 financial crisis, which put every single business around me out of business. Um, and it was a quick lesson that it was going to be up to me to do what it takes. So everything was being thrown my way. And how was I going to continue to invest in myself, to show up, to be myself, to be my best, to learn how to lead a team, to learn how to know my numbers and what was I going to do? And so really I, I dug all the way in and I gave it 150% year after year and never stopped to this day. <laughs> wow. Um, I have so many questions for you because, you know, my, my past was in like the network marketing space and it's like business in a box. It's so simple, cut and dry. And there's been so much expansion for me the last few years into more traditional entrepreneurship. And it, it, like you said, is not for the faint of heart. And, and I, I had a conversation with a mentor today about this glamorization of social media and people, can you talk about some of the like times where you were eating shit <laughs> in your career and some of those like wall kicking moments, what got you through, what advice can you pay forward to some people who are maybe in the midst of building a traditional or non-traditional business and they're just, they feel like they're just eating shit right now. Yeah. I love that you asked that because I think that it's been painted to be so glamorous. I'm going to be the first one to tell you it is not. Um, when you're in business for yourself, yeah, you're lucky if you're making any money. And that's what people don't understand is they think it's this great thing. Or even your team that's working for you has this envision of what you're doing. And it's like, 
I get paid last. That means that everybody on my team is paid, every single bill is paid, everything is taken care of. And if there's anything left, hopefully I have something home to take to make to feed myself, you know? So exactly. very different than what people think. Um, but it was just my desire, my desire and passion and discipline that things are going to go wrong. And at first I used to have this crazy thought that once you hit a certain level of success or, you know, once I've been doing this for 10 years, all those things I'm not gonna have anymore. And I couldn't have been more wrong because really what it is, is that all those things are going to continue to come up. You know, you're gonna go through great times. You're gonna go through terrible times. It might be back to back. It might be years of terrible, um, but you have to keep showing up and you have to keep showing up as your best. You have to have that same motivation and passion that you had in day one and day 521. And so how do you continue to show up at your highest level when there's nobody telling you to get out of bed, when you might not even be taking home a paycheck? And so you have to have it within yourself to know, like, I'm gonna give this my all. And regardless of what's happening, like I had my whole personal life fell apart when I was first in business. And it was like, man, I had to really look in the mirror and say like, it's up to me and figure out what that meant. And so personal growth is huge to me and investing in being better because as a business owner and as a leader, I'm constantly pouring out to everybody else. So how do I continually make myself better if I'm not pouring back into myself and reinvesting um, in you know why I'm here? So it's not glamorous. It's far from glamorous. Things are going to go wrong, expect it. So when they do, you're like, okay, this is supposed to happen. This is gonna make me stronger. There's lessons in every single hardship if you let them, um, as well as opportunities. So pay attention, keep your eyes wide open. Every time I go through something, I reflect and I really evaluate what that was. Like even my adding two stores, it was one of the hardest transactions I've ever done. And so afterwards I asked myself, like I took a step back and I was like, wow, you know, what can I learn from that? What stood out to me about that? Why was it so hard? Um, and took some mental notes and wrote it down as well. But those type of things you have to learn from and really reflect on um, to be able for them to be stepping stones for you later on. Mm, totally. Do you, I, I love that you share, you're just so authentic and, and it's not from like a victim standpoint. You're like, it just is hard. And it's going to be hard for everyone. There's going to be seasons. There's going to be years where you feel like giving up. Yeah. My question for you with that being said is, do you think everyone can be an entrepreneur or do you think it, there are certain characteristics that set people apart to be not just entrepreneurs, but be successful entrepreneurs? Don't shoot me, anyone. <laughs> I love everybody and I will cheer so loudly for you and whatever is on your heart, girlfriend, I will tell you that you can make it happen. But I truly do believe that there are certain characteristics that are going to make an entrepreneur. It is not for everyone. And so that is one of the reasons why I'm so frank with people. When people say like, I have this really great idea and I want to do this, this and this. And I'm like, all right, are you ready to work 24 seven? Are you ready to give up all the fun stuff that you think that you're going to have? Are you ready for every, I mean, you have to be mentally tough. It's not easy, you know, and there is nobody clapping for you. There is no one handing you trophies. There's no one saving you when you had your worst month or handing you a check to keep the business afloat. So it's like, 
all there's tons of things that go into it and I don't think that it's for everyone but there is something for everyone so it might not be for you and that's okay but um there is definitely something for you so it goes back to the glamorization of it and I feel like that's made people think that that's what everybody should be doing and it's like no there hmm. there is no other industry where everybody starts thinking that that's what they should be doing it's like no you can be a boss babe and you can be killing it in a company working for yourself is not the answer to everything um you know it works for some people and it works for um in different ways but it's not for everyone i'm so glad you say that because i feel like like you said there it can be for anyone but it's not for everyone right Absolutely. it's like and there has to be, in my opinion, and this is probably not a popular opinion as well, but in my experience, there has to be a level of drive and commitment and insanity that it takes <laughs> to get, like literally, I'm the people who are not a little insane, I don't think will last past a 10 year career in entrepreneurship because it's, it's so challenging and it can be so difficult and lonely at times. And it's amazing, right? But the people who get yeah. off on it and have a little bit of insanity are the ones who are gonna make it through. I saw this video this morning, Steve Jobs was talking about how, you know, it's so important to have passion for what you do because if you don't have a deep rooted passion in what you do, you will not get through the hard times because it is so challenging. And I think, so you know, being able to share that openly with people and being like, yeah, not everybody's supposed to be an entrepreneur. Just be just like not everyone's supposed to be an employee. I am not designed to be an employee. I've tried it right. and it doesn't work for me. And right. thank God for employees for so many things. But I think it's important to make that distinction. Um, and there's also a difference between entrepreneurship and leadership. Mm -hmm. And you have excelled in both. And I think leadership is like, you know, you can lead yourself as an entrepreneur, but the moment you can lead other people is when you really become influential. So what has your journey from 21 years old with no experience into eight stores and all, you know, all of these employees, what have been some of your biggest um, learning lessons in leadership and growth areas in leadership? Yeah. So when I first started, I thought the answer was me doing everything. So that's what I did. I did everything. And if I wanted it to be done right or at this certain level or done this way or that way, then it had to be done by me. And so for many, many years, that's what I did. I wore every single hat in the business. And CEO does not mean cheap over everything. It does not. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I run into with entrepreneurs that I work with is they're so stuck on this control or this or that. So I would say one of my greatest lessons came when I realized that the more I empower my team, the more that I'm going to be empowered and the more my business is going to be empowered. So there's a right way to empower people, right? We're not just going to hand them a task and not tell them how it needs to be done. We need to develop them. Um, but the more we can get our team involved or that right-hand person invo involved, the more brain power you're going to have. Two is always better than one. So if you start realizing that the control you have is actually, that you think you have is actually holding you back, the sooner you let go of that, the quicker your business is going to grow and allow you to get to where you want to be. So for many years, I spent my business doing it all and trying to be at every single one. And then it's like, if my goal was to have 10 locations, how could I possibly do it all? So I ended up hitting this really big burnout point where I thought I didn't want to do it all at, 
at all. <laughs> and um, in realizing that, it was one of my biggest realizations because I realized that the problem was actually me and the fact that I wanted to do it all so bad and have this control over it that I wasn't empowering my team to allow me to get closer to my goal. So if I had this goal, but I wasn't working towards it, it was only leading to that wall. So um, I would say that was my biggest lesson um, and still is my biggest lesson. And um, really what helped catapult me into my next level was realizing that you can have a kick butt team that works alongside you that's going to bring stuff to the table that you didn't even think of. I'm going to break, be, have um, strengths that might not be yours. And so together, what you can accomplish is going to be way better than you can do on your own. The control is a lie. Someone can do it just as good as you are. There is no such thing as that. Um, so really just learning how to empower your team has been one of my secrets to success, I would say. It's so good. I'm so glad you talked about control because that's something I've seen repeatedly in stunting the growth of companies is yes. the owner's inability to release control to someone who will actually do it better and help the company grow to the next level. Yep. But it's challenging when you start and you're all by yourself and you do everything. Right. But when you we can really release control and give it up to the people who have different skills, we don't need to have every skill set. Actually no, the skill don't. set as CEO that you need to have is the skill set of identifying the people that Oh, possess the skill sets you don't have and bringing in the team that's going to do it in the best way. And what I, okay, what another thing I love about you and, and something that I'm curious about is your perception around being a beautiful, intelligent, personally developed, emotionally intelligent woman and business owner. And that potentially affecting your business experience, because I can see from the outside looking in, some people would look at you and be like, it's been easy for her. She hasn't even had to try. She's beautiful. She's charming. She has all these, you know, this charismatic nature about her that has helped her, right? I could never do that. But what I see in you is the amount of personal development behind that. What role has personal development played in your business acumen and your ability to negotiate and all of the things beyond just the way you look and being charming and beautiful um, that have that have set you apart in business. Wow, well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that was such a compliment. Um, everything, it's played every single role because every single chapter has required a different version of me. And if I did not evolve and if I did not pour into myself, how am I possibly gonna show up and continue to evolve a company if the leader of it, the visionary is not doing it myself? So that was probably um, a great lesson that I learned um, when the financial crisis happened. I was part of a franchise who went bankrupt. There was no franchise anymore. So it was, everything was on my shoulder, which meant, okay, so now I am in charge of marketing and creating and doing all these things, which thank goodness I was good at, but also there were things I wasn't good at. And how do I become good at them? Well, I better start getting to learn. Um, podcasts weren't like a thing back then, really. So I invested in um, like conferences, books, um, going to hear people speak, um, going to conventions. So that was kind of like the older school way of doing it. And you better believe you would see me at that. I was hungry. People who are doing it at the level that I wanted to do at, you better bet I was asking them questions. I was meeting with them. I was asking them how, I had no shame. I want to be where you are. 
How do I do it? <laughs> right? So every, every room I could get in, um, you know, I was surrounded in a room full of men. I didn't care. I knew that that was how I was going to learn. That was how I was going to get better. And then today, um, nothing is better than challenging myself because I can't lead a team if I'm not pouring into myself. I can't tell my team, you know, you need to pour into yourself to be a better leader, but I'm not doing it myself. I don't know everything. Even after almost 17 years, I'm still learning to this day. So constant, constant learning, growth, and that desire to be better and be able to pour into myself so I can pour into others is like one of my passions that I just make sure that I'm continually investing in. Yeah, I think progress is like, for so many people, I think after the last few years, it's like, what is the, what is the thing that really fulfills us? And for me, it's shifted so much from like the status and the way that's a lot of the beginning of the journey can be like achieving the things, making the money to buy the things. And then for so many people, it eventually evolves just into progress and, and leaving it out all on the field and being yeah. like, how can I just become the absolute best version of myself? My question for you is where does your drive come from? Because it's very rare that I see I have a lot of drive and it's, I know where mine comes from. And I'm always curious when I see people with as much or more drive than me, I'm curious as to where it comes from for you. You know, from a, a time when I was a little girl, I had this bigger vision for myself. And I would say like deep within, I've always um, just had this deep fire desire. And, um, you know, someone recently asked me and they said, your kids must be your why. And I said, you know, they are, they're a big part of my why. And I said, but I'm my first why, because yes. I yes. have to love myself and I have to invest in myself and I have to believe in myself more than anybody else in order to give them what they need. So I am, you know, the biggest reason behind it. And then of course my kids and my family, but from that little girl who just knew that, you know, she didn't have that easy childhood and she wanted things and she wanted to make a life and a, a name for herself and knew that it was all possible and that she could create something very different than what she experienced. And that has just always fueled me into the next. And then obviously as your life changes in seasons, it's different things drive you in different, you know, ways, but, um, Deep down inside, it's that little girl who's always wanted more and who's always believed in herself and wanted, you know, the best. I love that. And I also love, because that resonates from, I don't have kids and I definitely don't have five kids, but, <laughs> but what I see so often is it's the motivator for a lot of mothers is the kids. But, you know, for me growing up with a, with a mom, like what motivated me is actually seeing her going after what she wanted. Right. and not having it be only about me. And I think that's such a powerful lens that you see it through. Like you say, being your biggest cheerleader and your number one fan is so important. Um, and obviously the kid, they are part of that why they're ingrained into that why. Um, I know you mentioned before about the recession in 2008 mm -hmm. and obviously, you know, cycles are happening and, and we're in slash entering one slash like deep in it. Who knows, who knows how deep we are. What advice would you give to yourself if you could go back to 2008, you, or give advice to the person who's going into their first business cycle of a recession? Um, yeah. What insight do you have? So um, my advice would be 
to keep going. Um, in 2008, I would say it was one of the only two times in my life that I ever thought that this was it. Um, you know, I was newly in business, didn't have the foundation built to have a sustainable business. My resources were all exhausted, so it couldn't have hit at a worse time. Um, just being, you know, so fresh into business and not really knowing. Um, but the biggest thing I can tell you is that there are opportunities everywhere. And so you need to keep your eyes wide open, not so concerned on, oh my God, what's happening next? It's like, keep doing what you're doing day after day. Things are going to change. That's okay. These are all cycles, right? So if you're going to be in business for the next 20 years, this isn't going to be the first recession you're going to experience or the last. So um, stick to what you know to do, keep doing it, keep providing at a high level, keep doing what you do and keep your eyes wide open for opportunities. Through that, my, through 2008, um, the recession, right? It knocked my business on its butt, um, was terrible, um, but I was able to relocate to a bigger location and a booming new shopping center um, all because I was keeping my eyes wide open on what was next for me. Everybody around me went out of business. So now am I in the shopping center that I thought was going to be a great place to be a year ago when this all started and there was, you know, I had tenants and neighbors all around me. It was completely different. So instead, okay, it's like, all right, well, I need to start figuring out what to do next and how am I going to change the trajectory of my business? And for me, that was just an example of it, you know, moving to where the people were going to be and being in a recession that opened opportunities because landlords were hungry to get people in their shopping center. So that means meant that they were going to help me get there. So um, there's opportunities in every hardship, every single hardship, there's an opportunity. And if you don't see it, it's because your eyes aren't wide enough open and it's there. So just know that, that the hard times are going to bring lessons. They're going to bring growth. They're going to bring opportunity. Um, and if you're ready for it and if you're paying attention and you're looking for it, you're going to find all those and you know, it ebbs and flows. Business is great. And then it's not great, but yeah. the opportunities and the growth and the, um, that we can look for is what is going to springboard you into your next level. So those things can make the hard times be amazing. Totally. Well, you find what you look for, right? And you're right. looking for opportunities and, and true entrepreneurs don't sit and complain about things because we just know that's not going to do anything, right? We can't complain about any external things. So it's like, what's next? Where am I going? How can I keep my blinders on? And how can I keep moving forward? Even if it's just like crawling forward, yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's amazing. Um, how did you deal with burnout? I'm curious. Cause I know a lot of people are burnt out 2020 burnt them out. They're still burnt out. What was that like for you? So, um, burnout, like I just meant that I wasn't doing it right. And even to this day when my days or weeks or something feels crazier, I feel like I just can't like find that quote unquote balance that we're all looking for. The first step that I do is I look in the mirror. What am I doing wrong? So what am I doing? Does that mean that I'm not controlling my schedule? Does that mean that I'm spreading myself too thin? Does that mean I'm not getting my team involved enough? Does that mean I'm doing tasks that I shouldn't be doing? So most of the time, burnout is caused because we're overwhelming ourselves with things that we shouldn't be doing in business. So my first you know, question to somebody would be, okay, like, do you have anybody on your team? If you're new, maybe you start with a virtual assistant a couple hours a week, but we usually try to do it all or try to do too much. 
And that's what causes the burnout. And that's exactly what I was doing. And so um, anytime, even people on my team, when I can see that they're stressed and their shoulders are heavy, I will tell them, what are you taking on right now that you shouldn't? Because we have systems in place and people around you that have made this so that you shouldn't be feeling the weight of this. So if you feel too heavy right now, we have to look at ourselves to see what are we doing that we shouldn't. Um, and you know that could be in a bunch of different areas, but taking on too much, not controlling your schedule, not empowering other people or having help, um, you know, that could mean having your groceries delivered that day because you have a busy week, but that just freed up two hours of your time. So simple little changes, but it all starts with yourself. And a lot of times we're looking outward to see, oh my God, I can't handle this business. It's like, no, no, no. What if we just did things different? It's, I mean, you just, you have such a level of complete ownership, always looking at yourself first, which is uh, such an amazing and beautiful, um, discipline. I think it's a discipline. I don't think it's something that's <laughs> gifted to anybody to take ownership for their life. But, uh, what I've experienced, especially recently is my body burns out when it's doing things that's not in alignment with like what I love. And yeah. when I'm doing things that I love and I'm passionate, like truly deeply passionate, my body tells me and it gives me the energy to be able yeah. to work endless amounts of hours. I'm also a generator in human design, so that makes sense. But <laughs> the body knows. And so it's like listening to what are we taking on that we shouldn't be? What can we outsource? What can we, you know, offset? What can we just say no to? Um, but if we're losing energy and we're burning out, it's usually because it's out of alignment. So yeah. I love that. Absolutely agree. I love that. How do you balance having 14 million children and building <laughs> business? <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, it all goes to have a great team. Um, I have great people around me to help me and I really learned how to control my schedule. So I used to say yes to everything. You know, I don't go out, I call it a school night. You will never see me out Monday through Thursday. Um, even if that means a friend wants to go to dinner, I will not be there. I have to, I have kids stuff going on and I have to get enough sleep to make sure that I can work, wake up and perform at a high level every single day. So for me, that doesn't work. So there's sacrifices I have to make, yes. There's days when I feel like I'm losing my mind, absolutely. Um, but I try really hard to control my schedule to make sure that I'm not taking on too much in one day or trying to take on too much in one week, which is easier said than done. Um, and then I utilize people around me, whether that's my team or, you know, I really... I'm a recovering control freak, so I still have to check myself, but it's just, it's, you're not going to get, if I want to have kids and a business, it's like, well then if you want both, you got to, you know, have other things in place. So, um, in a nutshell, I guess that's how, how do you have like a certain, totally. I feel like for moms, it's such a different world, but do you have like any structures that work for you? Like for people who are listening, who are maybe moms or maybe not moms and they're trying to get everything done that needs to be done. They're okay with, you know, outsourcing things. They're okay with asking for help. How do you, like, how do you schedule your days like on a granular, very small level? Yeah, so I essentially figure out like how many hours I have in that day. So if that means that, uh, you know, kids 
go to school at eight and I'm available, you know, I'm done dropping off by 8.30 and then that means I need to have an hour for myself and move my body and really get my mind and, and pour into myself in that way, then that's gonna be scheduled too. Because if we just hope that this time appears or hope that just like we schedule a meeting that we're gonna have time to think or schedule our 2023 goals or do these things, I schedule everything um, to make time for them because we're never gonna get more time. Things aren't gonna get less crazy. So um, that's why I'm a big advocate of controlling your schedule, which means figuring out how many hours do you have in that day and how are you going to spend them and be very intentional about what you do. And like I said, that means saying no. That means if I need a day to rest, then you know I need to say no to five other things or whatever that looks like. So be intentional, figure out what your calendar looks like, set it up and even include the time to think, the time to plan, the time to set goals, the time to invest in your personal um, growth. Like set that in just like you would a, a meeting um, and you'll find that you're carving out the time for it. Totally, totally. I think time, yeah, time block. I was just planning out my, I have all my stuff around me, planning out 2023. It's like the most important thing, just taking a little bit of time to plan and then, and then like reverse engineering, putting everything in the calendar, like it is a meeting yeah. because it is, and then sticking to it. I think that's the thing people have a hard time with is sticking to what they said they were going to do because there's no boss telling them what to do. Right. It's a like personal accountability. Yeah. Um, I love that. What is the, what is the thing that you're most excited for with all this expansion that's happening in your life and your business? Um, what are you looking forward to the most in the new year? Crazy. It's like every year that I think I can answer that it changes completely. And then I'm like knocked on my butt, like, man, um, I would say one of the my favorite things about what's going on for me right now is that my team, my leadership team is growing and it's, it's where I envisioned it to be and where I've always really strived for it to be. So with adding locations, I've been able to add layers. And there was a time in my career where I was like, you know, once I get five locations, that's like my tipping point. Work-life balance is extremely important for me. So I was like, you know, that's going to be it because otherwise I'm not going to be able to live. And what I realized, I was actually looking at it wrong. I was looking at it still from a standpoint of me doing too much instead of as you evolve your business, you also have to be evolving your CEO position. So that means that things that I did when I had three locations isn't going to work when I have eight. And so continue to evolve in your own company like you would if it was somebody else's is super important to me. So um, I've created my other focus is continually working for where I am going, not for where I currently am. So if that means that I want to have 10 locations, what am I doing today to get me closer to the 10 locations? Whereas sometimes I would realize I had the habit of that was my goal, but I wasn't necessarily moving towards that goal. Or I would say that, but it wasn't reflecting it in the moves I was making in my company. So in quarter three, that was a huge shift that I made. I knew that was my goal. And so I started making those moves and those changes in my company quicker than I normally would, regardless if the locations come or not. If I'm trying to get there, I have to set it up for that. So um, really excited because I'm challenging myself to think bigger and to really see things on a different scale than I ever have before. And I think that I've gotten clarity and I've gotten this bigger picture thinking that I would say 
almost like that I never had before. And so I think that's like energizing to me. Like I can still be a mom and I can still be a mom of five and I can still accomplish my goals. And I can be sitting here next year with you and say that I still was able to do X, Y, and Z. Like that excites me. And that makes me excited for women everywhere. Just to know that like, there isn't a ceiling to what we can do and we can have dreams on our heart and still be a mom or still be a wife or still be that woman we want to be. Totally. Totally. When it comes to vision and goal, I hear some people say like, don't set your goals too high because if you don't hit it, you'll get discouraged. And then there's the other side of like, set your goals really fucking high. And even if you don't hit that goal, you'll, you know, fall. Obviously your vision wasn't to be, at this level in life, I'm sure. And maybe it was, but you're here now. Would What advice would you give? Would you give the advice to someone like dream big, deconstruct and just go after it? Or like, you know, just incrementally set your goals and as you hit them, then look at the next thing. No, dream freaking big. Our minds are so limited and we don't even know like what we're capable of, right? Like if you just, set your dreams based on what you think is possible tomorrow, you're never going to truly get there. So um, dream big. What you want when you're thinking you're dreaming big is possible. It's not far out of reach. It's closer than you think it is. Um, so is it going to take a lot of work? Yes. Is it going to take maybe more time than you thought? Possibly. Is it going to have detours that you never imagined? Absolutely. But don't ever shift your goal. Just change the way that you get there. Dream big, keep dreaming even bigger. Um, don't have a ceiling to it. There is no such thing, right? So no, yes. Dream as big as you possibly can. <laughs> oh, I love that. I'm so glad you said that because it's so funny when I hear people say like, don't set them too high or you'll get disappointed if you don't hit it. I'm like, it's okay. If we don't no, hit it, we don't hit it, but we might as well reach our potential as human yes. beings over here and reach our potential as women and men. Um, what is the, what is the, I'm almost done here with you. <laughs> what, what is, I don't want to keep it too long. <laughs> I know. I love talking to you. You have such a high frequency and you're like so radiant, but um, what is the best piece of advice that you have ever been given? Oh my gosh. It served you more than any other piece of advice. Oh my goodness. Uh, 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 uh. I suck. Um, best piece <laughs> of advice that served me more than any. I didn't tell you any of the questions I was going to ask you. So I'm just throwing Which these at you. Which is normally fun, but I'm like, ah, I just feel like there's so so many like nuggets that, or even I feel like for me, there's so many, it's not like, it wasn't necessarily things that other people told me. It was really like things that I experienced. Um, but yeah, I mean, really, I think that for me, it would just be to, and I know I've said this like a hundred times, but I'm coming off of like that, just replaying in my business career over and over is really just the fact to look for the opportunities and look for the growth and everything. And a quick story is that um, when COVID hit, you know, I'm a brick and mortar service type business. We were closed. There was no option for you to even walk in my door. And I think 
think it was probably close second, you know, probably the same as, you know, 2008 when all that happened. But it was the second time that I ever thought that I was about to lose everything in my business. Um, and I was like, wow, you're telling me that this sickness that we never thought would ever come about is going to come and take every single piece of hard work that I've just worked for for the past 15 years away, like mind blown. I have I chills. Was, oh, I was so down. Like I shed tears. I'm not a crier. And I just boohoo cried. Like, how am I going to support my team? I have a large team. They rely on me for paychecks. Everybody didn't know what to do where. And I just was like, I cannot believe that this is what's going to wipe out everything. And the next day I was out for a run and I said, Aaron, you've been here before. You have been here before. And what did this teach you? And what it taught me was that there's lessons, there's growth, and there's opportunity. And so I can be so down and out about my business is closed and then it was closed for two more weeks and then it was closed for two more. I could be so down and out in that season or I could be figuring out how the heck I'm gonna get through this, what opportunities are out there, how am I gonna get better? And that's what I did. I put my head down and I figured it out and I was like really on top of my growth, invested in my personal development more than ever before because I had the time, it was amazing. Um, and I was looking and searching for opportunities because I had been there before and it was the same thing. So coming out of COVID, um, we opened location number four and was able to negotiate things I would have never been able to do in any other season um, because the fear was so high and because people felt so down and out. I took that to my advantage and I knew this is going to turn around, right? It always does. We don't know how long. We don't know when or whatever. So use your past experiences to, to really give you that confidence that I can guarantee you you've been in situations multiple times. So let them give you that confidence when you're feeling down, when you're feeling like I can't do another day, when you're feeling like this is hard, I shouldn't be doing it. When you're having those thoughts and all those feelings, use your past experience to give you the confidence to get you through something else, which will then teach you and give you the opportunities and the growth if you let it to get you into your next season and your next level. The whole time you were just talking, I had full body chills. That is so powerful and your mindset around adversity and hardship is so fucking inspiring so thank you you can have a podcast for an hour about the adversity and the challenges yes that i've had and that's one reason why i like to be transparent with people it's like i have had every single thing thrown at me <laughs> i have heard no way, 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 way more times than I've heard yes. Every single thing that I've made happen all started with the no. And then it was like, okay, so then how are we gonna make this happen? So I am no different than you, than anybody else at all. And that's what I just want people to understand. Like, I wish I had somebody there telling me these things when I was starting out. Like, I am no different than you. You can make everything you want happen. You can make every dream you have on your heart come true. Is it going to take work? Yes. Is it going to be hard? Yes. Is it going to be great? Yes. It's going to be all those things in all different orders, all meshed up. Um, but it's so possible and it's, it's all there for you to really be able to embrace. So mm. 
You're such a stand for female empowerment in business and what's possible <laughs> in business. And you're just, you're years ahead of me. And so I just, I'm so motivated. It's very rare that people motivate me. And seeing <laughs> you just like hurdle after hurdle after hurdle continue to go just really does instill a level of belief in my system that um, continuing to just one foot in front of the other yeah. It's all gonna, it's all gonna work out. I am so, that's literally be this. better than you can imagine, my girl. Better than you can imagine. I, was this my vision when I started? Yes. Um, but it's better than I could have even pictured it to be. So envision it and, and leave room for what you can't even imagine it to be yet. Because that is there. Those gaps of like, wow, this is really happening. Or wow, like it's, it's all there for you. Mm. Oh, I thank you for saying that. I feel like if people are listening to this, they're probably like, okay, I got to go do something right now. I'm like, so <laughs> you're so motivating. Where can people find you? Where can they go to like your different med spas, your different tanning salons? Where are you located? Yeah. So I'm most active on Instagram. Um, you can find me at OMG underscore it's Aaron. Um, and then if you're local here to San Diego, I would love to have you at our location. So our medical spa Santa Bella is located downtown. And then we have um, seven eye tan sunspray spa locations throughout San Diego as well. Um, so you can find that all on my Instagram, but I would love to connect. Um, I'm just so passionate about this because this wasn't a thing um, when I started. And so me rooting for you, it feels like me rooting for my younger self and nothing makes me more happy. So love it. Oh, thank you so much for your time today, Erin. You guys go check her out. If you're in the San Diego locations, uh, go in because her spas are beautiful. I've been and I, I'm just I'm so grateful to know you. I'm so grateful to be in friendship with you. And I can't wait to watch you continue to just rocket ship. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Prism podcast episode this week. It means so much that you got to the end of this episode. I want to acknowledge you for tuning in to grow yourself every single week. So if you loved this episode, leave a rating and a review. Please subscribe so that I know that you're loving this content and I will see you next week.